Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Watching us on InfoWars.com and Band.video. Taking your calls today. We'll be talking to Greg Reese in the third hour. Lots of videos to show you. Of course, I was going to say lots of big news, but really just one big story that everybody is talking about, and that's the only thing anybody's talking about. So let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. is your daily dispatch for tuesday the 3rd of may 2022 supreme court set to overturn roe versus wade leaked draft opinion shows barricades are already up around the supreme court building just minutes after reports from politico were leaked indicating scotus has voted to overturn roe versus wade Incredible. A leaked draft of the Supreme Court decision reveals that the majority of the court has decided to overturn Roe v. Wade by, wrote, uh, by a vote of five to four, according to Politico, which calls it a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision, which guarantees constitutional protections of abortion rights and subsequent 1992 decision, Planned Parenthood v. Casey, that largely maintained that right. Quote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, wrote Justice Samuel Alito in the draft which was circulated inside the court before somebody leaked it to the news outlet. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overturned. Now, no draft decision in the modern history of the court has been disclosed publicly while a case was still pending. The unprecedented revelation is bound to intensify the debate over what was already the most controversial case on the docket this term. So we'll get into who exactly leaked that, why they would leak it, and of course all of the reactions from across the spectrum. Just a quick reminder, uh, the whole thing was based on a lie. We've showed the video before. In fact, we'll let's try to find that video, guys. I forgot to put it in today, but uh, we've played it many times. It's the interview with the defendant or the whatever, Roe, right, the woman wanting the abortion, uh, admitting that was all fake. It was all a lie. It was she claimed she was raped and she wasn't, and uh, it was all falsified. This whole decision was originally predicated on a lie. It's about time it gets reversed. Meanwhile, we have this story: speed limiters will be equipped on all new EU cars beginning next month on July sixth. All new vehicles sold in Europe, including the UK, will be equipped with a speed limiter as per new legal requirement to boost road safety. The new speed limit assist system will become mandatory on new cars in 2022, uses a forward-facing camera mounted on the car and the vehicle's satellite navigation system to identify the speed limit and, if the car is exceeding it, to restrict the fuel flowing to the engine until the vehicle is at the limit speed. My God, folks. Just. (laughs) Who needs to be an independent, responsible human when you have... AI systems there to limit and control just absolutely everything that you do. That's frankly horrific as far as I'm concerned. Project Veritas has revealed that a government insider reveals suspected known terrorists walk free in the U.S. after Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal. Project Veritas on Monday released records from a government insider revealing numerous suspected terrorists walking freely around the United States despite being flagged by the terrorist watch list. They were brought in by 
uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan and then released and allowed to uh, walk free in this country, transported, uh, supported, housed, all courtesy of the U.S. government now actively importing terrorists into our country because why the hell not? This uh, coincides with this next story from Rachel Bovard on Twitter. So Biden's $33 billion funding request, quote, for Ukraine, actually gives DHS the authority to put Afghan refugees and spouses and kids on a pathway to citizenship. Chuck Carlson uh, covered this pretty well yesterday, saying, do you see now why the people in power have no desire to end the Ukrainian conflict? It just gives them more power to do other stuff they want to do using that as an excuse. Finally, we have this. Foreclosures are up 181% in one sale uh, in one year with home sales down at 12.6% versus last year. It's tough out there, folks. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. I keep my hands on myself. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. Mark it on the calendar, folks. It's uh, it's rare enough that it's worth putting a little star next to today's date. Good news. Yes, that's right. Good news is such a rarity these days. It's worth just sort of uh, soaking it all in. Yes, the good news is that according to a leaked draft... That was submitted to Politico, probably by one of the uh, progressive clerks there in the Supreme Court. Because remember, when you're a progressive, you're a liberal, when you're a pseudo-crypto-communist, your position, whatever position you hold, is not there for you to do your best in that position and fulfill certain obligations and responsibilities in that position. It's rather to use that position in whichever way you can as dishonestly, as connivingly as you possibly can in order to progress the overall mission of your tyrannical cult to destroy the uh, basics of American institutions. So this clerk is uh, doing their doing their comrades proud by using this uh, elite position that they hold to just screw everything up. Never happened before. A opinion leaked before it was to be published, but it's just a, another sign of the crumbling, the rotting from the inside out that our institutions are going through. But again, in case you aren't aware, the Supreme Court is set to overturn Roe v.ersus Wade. A leaked draft opinion shows, and uh, it was all anybody was talking about on Twitter today. It was the the talk around the. Virtual water cooler. So I, I went ahead and went through uh, and collected some of my favorite responses to this. So let's go through some of the responses to this news that Roe vs. Wade soon may be overturned. Richard Hanania says, Amazing the extent to which modern liberalism has completely given up on persuasion. Everything has to be truth boards, safety commissions, speech codes, judicial fiat, complete freakout every time they don't get their way, and then they screech about democracy the whole time. It's, it's a very good point. 
they're destroying our democracy. And it's just like, well, the Supreme Court decided against you. And they're just like, pack the Supreme Court, leak the documents, kill everyone. It's just, yeah, they love democracy until it goes against them. Then it's not democracy anymore. Then it's fascism and it must be destroyed. Liberty Lockdown with Clint Russell at Liberty Lock Pod says, prediction, the Democrats are going to use the overturning of Roe vs. Wade to eliminate the filibuster and pack the Supreme Court. They are not accustomed to losing. They will not go quietly. Anything is possible now. I think he's exactly right. We've already seen them starting to gather outside of the Supreme Court to protest this law that could potentially save the lives of just tens of millions of babies. Caitlin Bennett says, maybe if we just call the unborn children Ukrainians, Democrats would try to protect them. That's a good thought. It's a good try. You don't understand. The baby inside of you is Ukrainian. Oh, my God. Quick, send it a stinger missile. Quick, give it $44 billion. Sarah Gonzalez at Sarah Gonzalez, Texas, or TX, says, and just like that, all the leftists have suddenly realized what a woman is again. That's right. Just in time to start killing babies, the left suddenly realizes that women and men are two different things and that that uh, separation and distinction is something to, t- to take into consideration. <laughs> it's just me. I mean, literally, the people who tell you – who cannot define woman, who cannot tell you what a woman is, who thinks that men are women, as crazy as that is, like this is the world that we live now, and uh, – but they're very concerned about the treatment of women – when it comes to telling them you can't have a baby. You know, my take on this is um, stop being so selfish, okay? What are you, scared? Are you scared to have a baby? (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't have sex then. You've been wearing a mask for two years. Wear a condom. It's not that hard. Protect yourself. Protect others. You know, you're, you're killing people out there. Just whatever you believed for COVID, just believe it about abortion, And just fold your mind into those dictated terms. And uh, maybe you'll understand what to do now. It's not for you. It's for everybody else. Okay? That's that's right. If you have unprotected sex, you can get COVID-19. So, (laughs) strap up. (laughs) It's pretty good, actually. That's what it should be, yeah. You'll get COVID-19 if you have unprotected sex. If you are irresponsible... In your sexual activity, uh, you can get COVID, guys. Just immediately, <laughs> abortion just stops. It just ends. You just never have to do it again. It's like, wow, just exerting the most basic responsibility about your own body and its functions. Uh, suddenly, this problem can go away. You know, it's it's interesting. We, we have other videos to show it, but you know, a lot of people are saying the support for abortion is way down compared to what it was ten or fifteen years ago. But ten or fifteen years ago the pro-abortion people were still at least seemingly reasonable. They still at least would say things like safe and rare, right? They were like, we don't like abortion. Nobody likes abortion. Like even they were human enough to recognize that abortion was not a good thing. They made the argument that it was a necessary thing and it was an unfortunate thing, but no reason for the, the mother to have to risk something if she has to go through this procedure. So 15, 10, 15 years ago, more reasonable people would say, Okay, you know, I don't like abortion, but I get the argument and I can make that. And now they're having abortion parties and they're celebrating how many abortions they have and they are making laws to allow babies to be killed up to and then after the birth, Maryland, 28 days, California, a few weeks as well. Now laws on the books claiming that if you kill a baby, the police cannot investigate you. And if they do, you can sue them. These are laws on the books now. So 
it's no wonder people are pushing back. You, you overplayed your hand, you idiots. You're supposed to think this is something that's tragic but necessary, not something to be celebrated and, you know, lionized. So you've pushed too far. You're a bunch of psychopaths, just like transgenderism, just like homosexuality. We were all fine with it when it was, you know, just dealing with the normal human life. But when it becomes the source of worship for you and you force it down our throats and force us to participate in your delusions, then we have to push back. So stop being psychopaths, stop being murderous, insane people, and we can all get along together. But you keep pushing. You keep taking, you know, the the little crack in the door that you have and blasting it wide open and trying to force it down everybody's throats and we're sick of it so we're going to push back now and where we could have had some sort of reasonable middle ground we understand now that's a stupid thing to try to do with rabid dogs it's stupid to try to find common ground with a rabid dog or with a you know mindless ravishing beast you just kill the beast metaphorically obviously but you put it down you end the threat and you go on living your life uh, without that hanging over you. So uh, you've taught us this lesson. Congratulations. We are going to not stop until you all have to shut up forever. Some more reactions on Twitter. Kang Min Lee says, chances are everyone screaming my body, my choice right now wanted to forcibly vaccinate the entire country. Yes, they are uh, moralless, ethicless automatons they don't believe anything (laughs) this is what you have to understand they don't believe anything they say what they need to say at whatever particular time they need to say it to get what they want they don't believe anything right my body my choice it's such a horrible thing that anybody would tell somebody what to do with their body yeah i i agree so do i have to get vaccinated well if you don't we're gonna stop you from getting a liver we're gonna let you die we're gonna deny you health care get the get the forced gene therapy get the experimental shot like these people, they don't believe anything. We actually believe, I believe that you cannot tell anybody what to do with their bodies. Here's the problem. That baby is not your body. It might be inside your body, but it has a unique DNA profile that is completely and utterly different than your own. It's not your dad. It's not their dad's. It's not their mom's. It's theirs. It's their DNA profile. They are a unique life signature on earth that you do not have a right to destroy. That is consistent in my beliefs. Lo-Fi Republican says it's 2022. There are like 40 forms of contraception now, and half of them are free with health care. Also, 99% of unwanted pregnancies could be avoided in the first place if women were simply taught to chart their cycles. We have progressed beyond the societal need for abortion. Let's Let's get over this barbaric practice and be civilized. Stop killing your babies. You see this? It's an InfoWars Republic defense card with original InfoWars art designed by yours truly with a little gold bar implanted in it. And on the back, it's got a hologram. There are only 25,000 of these in existence and they'll never be made again. The bank that owns the mint that has started putting these out the last few years 
just sold out of 300,000 of a similar offering that was 40% more than what we're selling these for. And when you get three or more, you can get these at 50% off and they fund the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarStore.com and check out this amazing new art slash gold product. It's a collector's item and you'll know you helped fund the second American revolution against the globalist at such a critical point. Get your gold bars and so much more exclusively at InfoWarStore.com and I want to thank you for your support over the years because without you, all of the great success we have had together would not have happened. We are the tip of the spear. You are the tip of the spear. And I salute you and thank you. Visit InfoWarStore.com today. I designed over 200 t-shirts in the last 25 years. And we have some of those original designs still for sale at InfoWarsStore.com. These are real classics. But ladies and gentlemen, they're all about to be limited edition because we're selling out of them. They're about to be history. And we're selling out of the hoodies, the ball caps, the t-shirts, all these amazing designs at cost at InfoWarsStore.com. Except for this fundraiser shirt that is a real hit and people love it. It's $24.95. Alex Jones is right on the front the Red Thunderbolt. And then again, on the back, a big, bold InfoWars.com. Exercise your First Amendment. Don't let the leftist and the globalist bully silence you and fund the InfoWar at the same time. There is not a more politically incorrect shirt that sends a stronger message of freedom and resistance to the New World Order than the Alex Jones Was Right shirt, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And again, this shirt is limited edition as well. We're doing one more run and then no more. InfoWarsStore.com. Get yours today. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Jane Rowe's story was a terrible one. She said she had been gang raped, gotten pregnant, was desperate to get an abortion. That's what everyone believed as long as Jane Rowe remained anonymous. When she went public, she told a different story. You were raped while you were in Georgia? wasn't. You were not? No, I wasn't. Oh, so all those stories that are in the books and so forth are not true? Yes, sir. Yes. They're not true. Right. And it turned out that lying wasn't the only embarrassment this darling of the pro-choice forces presented. In her personal treatise published last year, Norma McCorvey told the story of her somewhat sordid life. Then she still adamantly supported abortion. Now she adds that to the list of sins she took with her into the baptismal pool. I've cheated people out of money. I've sold drugs. I... You know, I, I, used, I, was, I was an abusive alcoholic for, you know, many, many years. Um, I've done a lot against his teachings. Um, but I, I think the far greater sin that I did was to be the plaintiff in Roe versus Wade. So there you go. That's the real story of Roe versus Wade. Complete lie, totally fabricated from the jump. You know the craziest thing about that story? Roe never got an abortion. Baby Roe is out there. They call her Jane Roe. So I don't think we know her real name, or at least it's not public. How crazy is that? <laughs> There's some woman out there that it's like, man, if uh, Roe versus Wade had been passed before, you know, it was her, that she would be dead. It's just, it's weird, right, that the plaintiff in the decision that legalized abortion across the country 
didn't get an abortion. Her daughter's out there somewhere. Just very strange to me. Again, getting into some uh, reactions. I just saw this one on Twitter from Dave Smith. He says, progressives have given away their two favorite go-to responses on abortion. My body, my choice rings pretty hollow after vaccine mandates. And it's a woman issue. A woman's issue is tough when there's no definition of a woman. Yeah, you shot yourself in the foot. Or rather, you just don't believe anything. So all of your statements ring completely false, hollow, and meaningless. If you don't have firm morals, you can't stand on them, right? They're liquid. You'll sink. Echo Chamber on Twitter says, Repeat if, uh, retweet if you support SCOTUS making the tough call. This, uh, accompanied by an image from Occupy Democrats saying a 31-year-old father is denied a heart transplant for refusing to get vaxxed because, quote, organs are scarce and shouldn't go to someone with a poor chance of surviving when the common cold can uh, kill after surgery. Retweet if you support the hospital making this tough call. See, the Occupy Democrats, uh, the, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, completely in favor of denying a heart transplant to somebody who doesn't want to get vaccinated. You know, somebody with a weak heart, somebody with problems with their heart anyway that maybe doesn't want to get the injection that gives you a heart attack. That actually kind of makes sense in that regard. But of course, these people are vicious, right? We're trying to save babies here. It's a life that you don't want it to be snuffed out before it has a chance to breathe air, right? Seems to me like a pretty reasonable thing. This to them is, is egregious and I can't believe it. And you're trying to enslave us, but they just don't blink an eye when it's take this forced vaccine or we will allow you to die by denying you a heart transplant. Like these people, vicious, just heartless, completely inhuman. Their entire mindset is just the most barbaric and animalistic brutality on, on full display. Joe Kent from Washington says the leaking of the Roe legal ble- uh, legal brief is intended to create tension and potential violence to get enough justices to back down out of fear of triggering mass violence. Pray for our justices and remain strong and protect life. And of course, we've already seen the hysterical outrage about this. And uh, he's right. That's the reason this thing got leaked. It was to inspire the left into terroristic violence in bringing about this violence in order to sway the court decision. So, again, this is just the world that we live in. These people don't like democracy. They don't like the republic. They don't like checks and balances. They want their way 100% of the time. If it's 99% of the time, then they will scratch your eyes out for that 1%, and they'll threaten full-scale rebellion. I mean, you're going to start to see just crazy stuff. It shows, again, sort of the brilliance of the founders as much as the Supreme Court overextends its powers and has recently. Like they have essentially taken on the role of making law in lieu of the Congress. There's a lot of problems with the Supreme Court. But that being said, I'm glad the Supreme Court is there for life. I'm glad they don't have to worry about the fact that if they were politicians they would find themselves under massive and sustained attack by corporations denying them funds and preventing them from you know accessing their constituents they'd be kicked off of big tech they'd be you know they would be under full-scale attack 
for trying to make this decision. Luckily, since they're appointed for life and they don't have to get anybody's approval after sitting on the Supreme Court, they can make these decisions without having to worry about the external pressures of corporations who, as we know, freaking love abortion. Orin McIntyre on Twitter says, will the current thing be switching the Ukrainian flag in your profile to a picture of Moloch? How does that work? How does that work? It'll probably be the, the rainbow flag, but that's as satanic a symbol as you can possibly get. Uh, I, Adriana at Red Pilled Chica on Twitter says, Dems can blame themselves if Rover's wage is overturned. They brought this upon themselves with their abortion parties, the endless social media posts celebrating their abortions, advocacy of killing full-term babies, etc. F them forever. I'm up for the fight. Bring it on. Yeah, you've taught us this, leftists. We were fine with keeping everything reasonable till you people went freaking insane. Now we understand this is the fight that we're in. There is no compromise here. It's do or die. We're going to do. At Real Coal Boys on Twitter says, arrest and jail this person right now. Uh, Matt Wolking reports he thinks he found out who the person who leaked this is by connecting these various dots. A person called Amit Jane clerks for the Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. As a Yale student, Jane blasted Yale for supporting Brett Kavanaugh's nomination. Jane was quoted in a 2017 Politico piece by Josh Gerstein. Today, Gerstein published the draft of the SCOTUS opinion on Roe. So not definitive, but definitely a good place to start looking when looking for who leaked this um, piece of information, this you know, early draft of the decision, because again, this is the way the left works. When it comes to leaking information the government does not want out, they will hunt you down like Julian Assange and you know, suicide you and cover it up. When it comes to information they do want out, whoever is in charge in the government will just call up their contacts at the mainstream media, package it in just the way they want, they release it, Use that as an excuse to activate the NGOs and the various terror terror networks they've established throughout the country to all get their people to go out and protest and cause violence and do insane things, knowing full well that they'll never be prosecuted, they'll never be arrested. They're not the January 6th protesters. They'll get away with everything. It's all a scam. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Can't you imagine it, ladies and gentlemen? Some overweight, loveless, sweaty, middle-aged cat wine mom. Here's the news about the Supreme Court. It's almost like the, the intro to Mulan, right? She goes into her closet. I've been retired for four years. It's time to put, put the uniform back on, get back out there into the fight. She opens up her cabinet, and there sitting on the ceremonial placard is the pink pussy hat. She puts it on her head. Just starts screeching, just starts screaming and wailing and like clawing her own eyes out. And she's just like, <laughs> going back into battle, boys. <laughs> we have to fight for our freedoms. It's like you've you've never even been with a man before. What do you care about this? It's going to be handmade tale, lady and ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be handmade's tale. They're they're going to turn us all into baby machines it's so horrible so terrible we have to be responsible for our own actions oh that we do things that have consequences and then have to live by those consequences oh woe is me oh dear it's like you just you said it before you wore a mask for two years wear a condom all right well just you know all all the things you thought about you know when you saw somebody who refused to wear a mask at COVID, and you were like, that's what you get. That's what you get for being irresponsible. That's what you get for not following the rules. It's just like, well, when you have unprotected sex with a stranger, that's what you get for not following the rules, not doing as you're supposed to do. The difference here is that condoms work, okay? <laughs> Maybe that's the issue. Maybe they would protect themselves if uh, – like a mask, it was just sort of a symbolic, pointless thing. Can you imagine, can you imagine if condoms were as effective as masks were? <laughs> we would need abortion then. <laughs> it, would be, it would be chaos. Can you imagine? Yes, it's, it's, our, it's Trojan's new uh, uh, crochet condom. It's just as effective as the masks are. Just incredible. And, of course, this is um, – this leak is being absolutely celebrated by you know, the people that just they care so deeply about our system of government, our democracy. They see the Capitol building as a sacred shrine to the god of democracy. They are religiously devoted to the structure of our government. They'll put you in jail for daring to oppose it. But when it comes to the Supreme Court, screw it. Pack the court. Pack the bench. Put on, you know, pedophile apologists. And if it doesn't go your way, start leaking things to the press. Start activating your networks. Start encouraging public pressure to try to sway the opinion of the court. Just violate any rules of decency or fair play. Just do whatever you have to to get what you want. These people are so despicable. It's, it's beyond words. Hillary alum lauds leaker says brave clerk may be warning America of Roe overturn and quote last ditch Hail Mary attempt to stop it. Yes, that's right. It's terrorism and the Democrats are all for it. Brian Fallon says, is it a 
is a brave clerk taking the unprecedented step of leaking a draft opinion to warn the country what's coming in a last-ditch Hail Mary effort to see if the public response might cause the court to reconsider? Remember when Chuck Schumer pointed at the Supreme Court and was like, you will reap the whirlwind if you make this decision. Just these people are tyrants, and they're perfectly willing to activate their terroristic hordes to commit violence or to... You know, bring about the threat of violence in order to uh, get what they want. They have no morals. They have no beliefs. They have no consistency. They have no limits on them. They do whatever they can get away with. They push it as far as we're willing to let them. <laughs> Libs of TikTok posted a compilation of our enemies, the pro-abortionist absolutely losing their mind over the thought of not being able to kill babies. Again, this conversation has gone beyond any semblance of reasonableness. You can have – we can have the debate. I've long said if you – if the only argument you have is about rape victims, I'm willing to make that concession. That's fine. Rape victims are the only ones who are allowed to have abortions like – that's fine. 0.0001% of all abortions. We'll allow the 0.0001% of abortions to proceed if the other 99.99999% are made illegal. I'd be willing to make that concession. I think that's reasonable enough. But, you know, on the other hand, why give these people an inch? Why give these people a single damn millimeter? I don't know. What's the, what's the punishment if you kill a baby? Anybody know? I'm sure it's different from state to state, but is that a death penalty thing? Like if you get an abortion, should we just give you the death penalty? You could at least be up for it. Life in prison? I, mean, I don't know. Well, you know, if, if a dad comes home and it's like, when I was going to say this, I was like, oh God, that's such a horrific image. I'm not even going to say that. But that's what we're talking about here, right? Killing a baby. That's literally what we're talking about. So, you know, I'm sorry, it's early in the morning. Nobody wants to talk about this stuff, but we live in a country half occupied by demonic psychopaths. So I'm have to apologize, but yeah. What happens if you stab a baby? What happens if you throw a baby against the wall and leave it dead? You get the death penalty for that? Yeah. So I don't know, maybe you get an abortion. You go to the electric chair. I think that's that's fair, right? And look, that's a decision you have to make. Nobody's forcing you to have the baby. It's entirely your choice. Um, but if you do get an abortion, yeah, maybe you'll be denied health care. It will be fired from your job. Maybe you won't be able to go outside or leave, or maybe we'll just give you the death penalty. I don't know. Whatever, you know, whatever things you want to do to unvaxxed people, we'll, we'll do to you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You can kill a baby and uh, suffer less consequences than not receiving your vaccine, and they actually say, my body, my choice. Uh, it's, it, it's a joke, but it's not funny. Uh, let's go to this compilation of pro-abortionists. Clip number three, Libs of TikTok put this together. Uh, if, you, if you have a crucifix nearby, now's a good time to grab it. Go ahead and cross yourself before we watch this. Uh, here it is. <laughs> Oh, 
Ah, yes, our well-adjusted fellow Americans. This abortion law goes beyond having an abortion. the woman's issue, and it goes beyond anything you can ever imagine. The societal implications of this are going to be insane. The amount of uh, just <laughs> pain and damage this is going to cause, and the full ability to tell a woman what she can and can't do with her body. And we're going back into a handmaid's tale Look, society a, here. A handmaid's tale society. Now watch this woman's eyebrow twitch. Who sat home? That right eyebrow. Are you young Demons girls? trying to get out. Adults you see over it? 18 years old who did not go it's out like, and it's, vote. It's like, who did not think that it's like vibrating. protect your womb. Protect your womb. We're now back in the dark ages. She's wearing a wig, right? Brace yourself. We're back in the dark ages now. I'm with you. My heart is just broken. I don't understand why this country hates women so much. I'm starting to learn. (laughs) We don't hate women. We hate you. We'll get through this. You're not a woman. You're something else. No more joking about. (laughs) Why are you? Why are you dressed like a clown then? The handmaid's the clown is telling us it's time to stop messing around. It's time to stop joking. Oh my god, these pathetic idiots. It's Handmaid's Tale, folks. That's right, if women aren't allowed to kill the babies in their bellies, uh, then it's the equivalent of subjugating them to a second class where they're forced to do nothing but breed for the sake of humanity. The UN estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds, so it's not absorbable in the body. And that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue. We have the purest, cleanest, best iodine in the world from deep earth crystals more than 7,000 feet deep. X2 is an amazing product, and it has been sold out for months and months and months. It is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is. So I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier. You have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. The scientific dictatorship that I've been warning you about for 27 years has now gone from beta testing to operational. The globalists are out in the open with their planetary depopulation takeover, their robot takeover. But the good news is we've been working and you've been working and others have been working across the planet for decades to get ready for this, to be able to fight it off. Humanity is strong. We're incredible. And if we're aware of the attack that's happening, we have a real chance of defeating it. If we ask God for guidance, we will defeat it. So prayer is essential, research is essential, getting prepared is essential, and warning others is absolutely essential. And at the same time, supporting InfoWars by buying high-quality products to keep us on air is essential because they're great products for you and your family, and they're also funding our operation. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is incredible. A lot of our products that have been sold out because the supply chain breakdowns are back in, like Bodies, Vasobeats, and others. So get them today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you for being part of the resistance. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
welcome back. You know, I mentioned abortion parties. I'd heard of them before. I wasn't privy to all the details. Matt just brought in this story. Another day, another abortion party. We'll get into what goes down at abortion parties. We'll do a little compare and contrast between abortion parties and, you know, something wholesome and good like a baby shower. Baby showers, you drink mimosas. Maybe in the abortion party, you drink Bloody Marys. We don't know. We'll, we'll puzzle that out in the next hour. We'll also take your phone calls as well. I'm going to show a couple uh, videos here. Talk about the path that this abortion argument has taken over the last several years and the new and heinous depths to which it has plunged. But I do want to say we've got – I've been really blown away by the numbers that we've had just in the live chat over the last couple of days. We have uh, nearly 13,000 watching us right now just on Bandot Video, not including all of the other various streams you can find on Rumble, Twitter, and elsewhere, not including the radio or television viewers. So – Big audience, and I'm I'm very happy that you're all here with us today. And it tends to be a trend where after a major news story like this, we get a big influx of viewers. Our viewership's a lot higher the next day. And whether it's a mass shooting or you know Roe versus Wade or something like that, I I'm so proud to be the place where people turn. And I remember when I first started working here in the Las Vegas shooting happened. I remember my sister and her husband being like, yeah, we were watching InfoWars all day, every day when that broke because you guys were the only ones actually taking in and puzzling out new information as it was going on because you know what you're going to get when you turn to mainstream media or even right-wing media in many cases in this country. You'll get a very staid um, professional presentation of what's happening with no opinions about it at all and they all say exactly the same thing from exactly the same sources and maybe they have one or two people on to come on and say wow this is bad and they say yes it is bad moving on right i'm so proud to be sort of of the outlet that you know you can go go to to get real reactions to things real discussions of things we're not going to sit here and pretend like there are two sides of this argument no we're going to tell you the truth that these people are psychopathic demonic baby killers whose desperation and mental illness is evidence of their failed ethical paradigm (laughs) that's what it's all about so i'm very glad to uh have infowars here to be the outlet to give you the truth to tell you what's really happening to share actual reactions from interesting people rather than just the same performative information that you always get. The information's here, but not the information you get other places and not presented in a way that acts like this is some sort of normal thing that we all just have to pretend is real. <laughs> no, this is all nonsense. We're going to make fun of it. We're going to mock it. We're going to deconstruct it. And we do it entirely with support from you, the InfoWars audience. So uh, I'm very glad that we're still here to cover this type of information. I'd like to be here into the future. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com right now to support everything that we do here. And let me just say again, we have been covering this topic thoroughly for a very long time. We have told you and made quite a big deal about where this was going because they told us where this was going. We'll show you some clips that I'm sure you're familiar with as well as ones that you may not have seen before. But, of course, we've been covering this recently because Maryland and California have both passed laws now 
passed in Maryland. It still has one more hurdle to get, get over in California. But both of these states have passed laws now to allow infanticide, to allow, in Maryland's case, up 28 days after a child's birth, that child can be left to starve to death. It can be left to suffocate to death on its face, and nothing will happen. The mother will get away with this. Remember, California also had a similar stricture in its bill. It said basically if a newborn baby ends up dead, there will be no investigation. There will be no questioning of the mother. It will just be swept under the rug, and we'll, we'll move on. And they were forced to change it. They were forced to add an addendum that said only if the death is a result of pregnancy-related issues. And, of course, I asked the question, what pregnancy-related issue would kill a baby after it was out of the womb? It makes no sense. And I told you the only way this would make sense was if they considered postpartum depression as an aspect of pregnancy. In other words, her mental state, the mother's mental state, because of the pregnancy was in a low place, so she killed her baby, so you can't blame her. I told you that was the only thing, and so it's, you know, they put in this line pretending like it would protect babies going, well, we don't want people to kill babies. It's just if a pregnancy-related issue comes about. I told you when they say pregnancy-related issue, they mean the mental state of the mother as a result of the pregnancy. And this was in my mind today as we were talking about this. And then I saw this video, and it was posted by somebody on Twitter who said, this is the moment that changed everything and indisputably showed the demonic nature of their movement. We played this on InfoWars at the time it came out. But watching it again this morning, I was – I noticed again that they actually bring up this exact issue, and they're talking about a bill that would allow mothers to kill their babies after they're born, and they explicitly say because of the mental state of the mother. So this is the way they're trying to get around you know, the idea that they, they really are legalizing infanticide by saying, well, the mother's postpartum depression is a pregnancy complication, and that's what actually killed the baby. So let's go now to clip number 13, the moment that changed everything as the left was unmasked in their open desire to legalize infanticide. Let's watch. Delegate Tran. Yes, sir. How late in a pregnancy would your bill apply if a physician was simply willing to certify that that the uh, continuation of the pregnancy would impair the mental health of, of the woman? How, how late are we talking about? In well, so, so the way the suggestion that we've um, made in the bill is to say it's in the third uh, trimester and at the, you know, with the certification of the physician. So, so how late in the third trimester would you be able to, to do that? You know, it's very unfortunate that our physicians, uh, witnesses, were not able to attend today to speak specifically. No, no I'm to talking that. about your bill. How, yeah, how late? I mean, how late in the third trimester could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the of the woman? Or physical health. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm um, talking about the mental health. So, I mean, through the third trimester, the third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks. Okay, but to the end of the third trimester. Yep. I don't think we have a limit in the bill. So, um, where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth, she has physical signs of, of, that she is about to give a birth, would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's dilating. Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a, you know, a decision that the doctor 
the physician and the woman. I understand that. that. I'm asking if your bill allows that. My bill would allow that. Yes. See how hard it is to get them to admit it. They know what they're doing is sick and wrong. They won't admit it. They're not proud of this. They have to try to obscure it somehow. And of course, you're familiar with this tape. It's Governor Ralph Northam. Let's watch. There was a very contentious committee hearing yesterday when Fairfax County Delegate Kathy Tran made her case for lifting restrictions on third trimester abortions, as well as other restrictions now in place. And she was pressed by a Republican delegate about whether her bill would permit an abortion, even as a woman is essentially dilating, ready to give birth. And she answered that it would permit an abortion at that stage of labor. Do you support her measure and and explain her answer. Yeah, and I, you know, I wasn't there, uh, Julie, and I, I certainly can't speak for uh, Delegate Tran. But um, I will tell you one uh, first thing I would say: is this is why decisions such as this should be made by providers, uh, physicians, uh, and uh, the uh, mothers uh, and fathers that that are involved. Um, there are, you know, when we talk about third trimester uh, abortions, these are done uh, with the consent uh, of obviously the, the mother, with the consent uh, of the physicians, more than one physician, by the way. Um, and it's done in cases where there may be severe deformities, there may be a, a, a fetus that's non-viable. So in this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. Uh, but again, we want the government not to be involved in these types of decisions. We want the decision to be made by uh, the the mothers and their providers. And, and this is why, Julie, that legislators, most of whom are men, by the way, shouldn't be telling a woman what she should and shouldn't be doing with her body. And do you think multiple physicians should have to weigh in as is currently required? She's trying to lift that requirement. Well, I think it's always good to get uh, a second opinion and for, for at least two providers to be involved in that decision because these decisions shouldn't be taken lightly. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, w- I would certainly support it. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. This is Savannah Hernandez.
Hernandez here in Venice Beach. Now, California is trying to pass a bill to legalize infanticide seven days post-birth. Let's go see what Californians think of the bill. So I prefer that most women make their decisions at eight weeks, but if, but I'm also in support of 10 months out of the womb. So you think babies should be aborted 10 months after they're born? If, if the mother wants to, yes. I think them kids so if like you want to get a late-term abortion like that's up to you you know I've had an abortion too and it's it's it was my choice and I'm happy I had that choice because if you if you're talking about like post birth um, that's not considered an abortion like you can look up abortion in the dictionary and so would it be considered it murder at that point um, I mean if somebody if somebody were to um, you know abandon their child in a dumpster they would be and they were found like yes they would be charged like there are actual cases of that happening that's child neglect and um, anyone who's putting their child in harm's way like I think um, there should be definitely like things uh, put in place to make sure that children are safe um, anything that is you know pre-birth if it involves uh, termination of a fetus uh, that's considered an abortion. I 100% support it. I've had an abortion myself. I'm not a bad person because uh, I made the choice that was right for me and now I have a life that I enjoy and I wouldn't take it back. Would you guys get an abortion again? Yes. 100%. 100 yeah. times. I'd do it multiple times. Until I feel that I'm ready to parent, um, that's a choice I'll continue to make. So basically, like, if they have their baby, they can neglect them for seven days and if the baby dies then they can't be held criminally liable. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I, I agree. I think whatever, like, helps women and helps them achieve their, like, dreams and however that needs to, like, happen is definitely acts to help that is helping all of us. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, what these women are up to is so much better and more important than having a baby. I'd get 100 abortions, somebody saying they were in favor of uh, 10 months outside the womb if the mother wants it, if it's for her mental health. Like This is the thing that you really have to understand. All of this is leading down the same road, right? Like all the COVID stuff, all of the – even the Ukraine stuff, the January 6th stuff, like it's all about dehumanization of both people involved in it and the people that they're targeting. Right. We're dehumanized in the media as being, you know, un, uh, deplorable, right? As being a basket of deplorables, as being unworthy of consideration and our views unworthy of, you know, any, any actual uh, examination whatsoever. But really, it's these people that are being dehumanized. It's these people that have somehow been tricked into a mindset where they can hear about the killing of a newborn baby and it just doesn't phase them at all. They're just like, yeah, well, that's it's it's for women. Yeah, it's for women's freedom. So we can go be skanks on the beach. So we can go get our nails did. Dye our hair a, a weird color. Get get fat and then settle down. Someone that we kind of despise. Like, I would love to just ask that. Like, oh, you've had an abortion, so how how old would your son be now? What would he be doing? Would he be playing baseball? Would he love birds? You know, it's just like, <laughs> just, just imagine, like, what, what is she doing with her life? What are these people doing with their lives that was worth the, the life of a baby? You know, it's like that woman that uh, got up on the Oscar stage, was holding her little golden statue. I mean, it's the perfect example of our world, right? Holding this little 
golden statue. I don't even remember her name. I doubt she's even a celebrity anymore. Nobody cares who this woman is. She's achieved nothing. You know, literally nobody nobody will know her name in three years. I don't even know her name now. But there she was going, I, this was only possible because of abortion. I was able to kill my baby and instead I have this, which is so much better and more valuable. She's just being raped by Harvey Weinstein, right? She's just living in misery like – like uh, Machine Gun Kelly and, and Megan Fox just like stabbing themselves in the chest and just like drink my blood. They're just like so miserable and unhappy and they're just like, but I, I killed a baby for this. How can it be bad? How can it be bad if I killed my baby for this? <laughs> I'm so happy. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. You came down to this southern town last summer to show the folks a brand new way of life but all you've shown the folks around here is trouble and you've only added misery to their strife only added misery to their strife is not to help the people and i'll say again though it's been often said i just love this song i'm sorry i should be doing my show it's just this song is so apt to everything that we cover just little red anti-communist song from back in the day just explaining exactly how leftists operate you go to a place where there's strife you go to a place where people are struggling you say i'm here to fight for you all you have to do is pledge allegiance to me then you make absolutely everything worse everyone's even more miserable they can't even speak up about it now because you've instituted bizarre anti-free speech policies and you tell them it's all for women's liberation now the women are just deeply, deeply unhappy. Something like half of all middle-aged women in America are on antidepressants on a permanent basis. You just rip women out of their natural comfort zone, shove them in some, you know, cubicle somewhere. It's like American Psycho, but <laughs> but the women instead of men. I mean, it's just you, you know. It's amazing. It's really great. It's great and wonderful what they do, what they do for women, you know? Women had to they used to have to live this existence. Can you imagine being a woman in the 1950s? God, you never have to go to work. You just hang out all day, like making your house pretty, looking after a, a gaggle of adorable children. So they run around laughing and giggling and maybe you take them to the park. You spend your day making baked goods. Your husband comes home at five and you just hang out for the rest of the evening. You have two cars and a house on one salary. <laughs> Maybe you go to a little league game. Maybe you go to a play, spread out a blanket, have a little picnic with the rest of your community. Ugh, oh, just awful. God, can you imagine? God, so much better. Now the women are liberated to just like get blackout drunk five days a week. <laughs> have sex with guys who never even learn their name. And be left as a as a used, wasted detritus in the wake of some man's carnal pleasure. It's just, it's great. It's so amazing and great how it is, you know? <laughs> oh, can I? <laughs> Why would I say that? Why would I say that? <laughs> you didn't say that on air, did you? <laughs> Matt's trying to get me to call these women things that I refuse to. 
chat, tell me what you think Matt was calling these women. <laughs> tell me what you think the name was that he gave to these liberated women. Yeah. No, you used to be a mother. Now you're a dumpster. You know, calling him a dumpster for a certain material um, is inaccurate. Dumpsters usually don't serve as graveyards for children. You know, usually don't have dead babies in dumpsters. So I think calling these women dumpsters is a little bit insulting to dumpsters. Dumpsters form form a vital function in our society. (laughs) Getting rid of trash. These women are trash. They kill babies. (laughs) Uh, So my God. Here's an article from 2009. Another day, another abortion party. This woman is talking about going to her first abortion party. She says, I've never heard of one until today. Uh, Despite growing up in liberal sanctuary of San Francisco Bay Area and attending a passionately feminist women's college, I've seen women unabashedly announce uh, announce I've had an abortion to friends and strangers alike out loud and on T-shirts and bumper stickers. But an abortion party is an entirely new concept to me. Yet somehow several conservative bloggers seem completely perfectly unsurprised albeit outraged by the personal essay on Alternet that introduced me to the concept of having a shindig, of such a shindig. That's because this sort of thing, they imagine we evil, unfeeling, baby-hating pro-choicers do for fun. We board a fetuses and then throw parties. Gee, what would give them that idea? Is it the parties that you're throwing? Is it you, the way that you act? (laughs) That would give – you know, she's like, conservatives were unsurprised. They're so bigoted. They think we just love killing babies. Then they're literally like, but come to our abortion party and bring a hat. Bring a funny hat. They're just like doing drag queen shows where they're just like chopping babies out of their stomach symbolically. Just like passing out the guts to the people in the crowd. They're just like, why do conservatives think we like this? Why do they think we celebrate this? Do you have that – that Michelle Wolf clip. Let's go ahead and uh, maybe this is why conservatives think you people are sick freaks that love abortion. Let's roll it. Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy recently announced he is retiring effective July. Hold on. I don't want to play the whole thing. Let's take it down. Let, just just skip to the end where they, uh, you know, do the big celebration, the big abortion song and dance. That's what I want to see. Because, again, it's just like, why would they – why do conservatives have this view of us? We, they think we're evie, uh, evil baby killers. Couldn't be farther from the truth. They think we celebrate abortion. What a horrific smear that is. We don't celebrate abortion. Anyway, here's one of our liberal champions on television uh, on primetime on a major network show. Let's watch. The Breaks, 10th Annual Salute to Abortion. Oh, they've got balloons and a marching band. And they're celebrating abortion, just killing babies with every one of those high steps. Just picture a, a bloody fetus dropping to the ground. Oh, it's so beautiful and amazing. And the doctor cries your legs open and reaches in with a metal clip and tears your baby apart inside your own body. It's so great and wonderful and good. Uh, that's about enough of her as I can take. Let's if we can pull that down, please. That's like six. My God, 
course, these people also think men can get abortion, so I, maybe they're just retarded. I, I don't really know. Uh-oh. Retarded. Quick, abort it. <laughs> a classic thing. Don't say retarded. Abort them. You're not supposed to use the word retarded as a slur. That's incredibly offensive. But we should have probably a government program to pay for retarded people to be aborted. Yeah. Don't offend them. Don't use the word that takes their condition and turns it into a smear. But do kill them before they're able to uh, experience life. Do put them down like a rabid dog. I'm, I'm a tolerant, progressive liberal, folks. I do not say the word retard. I do, however, advocate for them to be killed in the womb. Oh, good Lord, folks. So she goes on to describe this um, <clears throat> abortion party. They describe how a three-year-old boy was there. Guy Duncan says, uh, even though I thought the presence of a young child at an abortion party was a little bizarre, nobody else seemed to acknowledge or even care about this contradiction. He eventually asks the kid whether he feels welcome because, get it? Why would he feel welcome at an event that's all about hating children? Surely only inflaming the the already irate anti-abortion readers. He describes how someone, quote, had taken a red bed sheet and hung it below a light fixture to resemble a giant womb just above the dance floor. It's as if they're dancing on the fetus's grave. What to make of all this, the author wonders. This is where where I kind of really do feel sorry for women. Like, because I because I don't get it. I assume it's just a woman thing. Like, I, I just I don't understand what to make for all of this. Part of me is inclined to examine my supreme discomfort with the idea of a lighthearted abortion hoedown in light of my strong pro-choice beliefs. As much uh, a much larger part of me, however, suspects I'd be falling victim to what seems like a calculated and manipulative caricature of this particular party. So I decided to toss it to some of my fellow broadsheeters for their take. Like this paragraph alone, it represents such painful mental illness to me right it's this it and it sort of is the perfect example of the modern world where like clearly she recognizes deep in her soul how horrific this is and yet all of her friends are doing it are are all of her friends evil that can't be true so she'll change how she'll how she thinks We'll, we'll dissect this a little bit more on the other side The COVID-19 face diaper is a symbol of subservience, a symbol of slavery, a symbol of the chains that the medical tyranny combine controlled by the global private corporations has put in place. It is the symbol of the permanent emergency from which we will never emerge. It is the symbol that we are diseased and evil and bad and must cover our diseased criminal faces from the light of the sun. It is the symbol of our complete and total, absolute surrender to evil. Ladies and gentlemen, we are crossing the Rubicon now. The entire future destiny of humanity is upon us. Klaus Schwab and the UN admit they're coming out with implantable microchips as part of the world ID and carbon taxes. Things only get worse from here if we submit. They only get better if we resist and say no. Non-compliance, non-compliance, non-compliance. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. Yeah, Alex, 
I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? You know what, Alex? Hey, put him on pause again. Hey, Frank, do you understand it's not bragging to say we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help? As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank. I need your help, Frank. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund the InfoWars. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free Press needs your help, Frank. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. I don't even know if I can really explain this. Um, I'm reading this article. Again, it's from Salon from 2009. Even since then, we've had 13 years of uh, you know, growth of acceptance and expanded rights uh, when it comes to abortion and expanded celebration of abortion. So even this is kind of this weird throwback where it's like the, the women in this article are still kind of in this mindset where they like they aren't fully on board of just saying abortion is great and wonderful and always good. They still like a little bit uncomfortable with it. See, their natural tendency – was still somewhat persistent at this point. I think since then, it's it's more or less been completely sanded down and eliminated to where now all that exists is the, you know, f- fabricated brainwashing from the mainstream media that all of this is good. But it's like, so every, so this woman writes this article about going to abortion, she, and she asks a bunch of other people about this abortion party and you hear a bunch of other women talk about it and again i'm i really am struggling how to conceptualize this it reminds me of the clip that i've referenced many times i should just have it in a folder to play it every time i reference it but it was when antifa was running around portland smashing apartment buildings and breaking windows and stuff and you had these two dudes looked like just like frat bro type dudes who were pissed off at Antifa for doing violence and they were going, get the hell out of here, get out of here. And then they say, we know who you are. You're really proud boys. And that to me was like, that was like the moment I lost hope. I just think about this clip all the time that we can live in a world where the left is actually engaged in like violent terroristic activity. And the people who are the victims of that activity blame the enemies of Antifa, right? It's like – again, I, I don't know how to verbalize what's going on in that situation except that the disconnect from reality, it is literally cultish. It's the only thing you can compare it to is when a cult, like all the cult members gather together and beat the crap out of one of their members and that member becomes more loyal to the cult, right? The people who are beating you somehow gain your – affection somehow when you're being beaten by the cult members 
this programming happens, and I don't get how it works, but you go, oh, these people love me. It's those people out there. They're the reason I'm being beaten by these people. Like, it's so utterly bizarre. So in this case, this abortion party happened. An article was written about it. And all of these women, their only objection to this is that it fits in with the stereotype that conservatives have about liberals. So they're not mad that the abortion party's happening. They're not like that freaked out by the fact that this really is what you people are like. They're mad that the conservatives are right. That's their big objection. It's very bizarre. It's very, very, very strange. So this original author says, Part of me is inclined to examine my supreme discomfort with the idea of a lighthearted abortion hoedown in light of my strong pro-choice beliefs. A much larger part of me, however, suspects I'd be falling victim to what seems like a calculated manipulative caricature of, that, of this particular party. So again, the party happened. She is uh, like just trying to put yourself in the mindset of this woman. She sees this abortion party happen. She's like, this is weird. Just intrinsically, inherently, she's like, I don't like this. I don't like the idea that this abortion is being celebrated, that they're getting their friends together to drink beer and like burn a fetus in effigy and gathering money from their friends in order to kill a baby. Like just intrinsically, she's like, this is weird. This is wrong. I don't like this. But instead of just understanding that and going, maybe there's something to this way that I feel, she goes, oh, now I'm a victim of the caricature of this party. I, I, again, I just – I cannot – I can't explain how crazy this is. I'd be falling victim. So it's like somehow they've programmed these people to believe that when – Conservatives point something obviously horrible that instead of going, oh, this is horrible, I agree with people saying this is horrible, they go, oh, well, it must not be horrible because these people say it's horrible and I don't want to be tricked by these people. And it's like – I mean again, you know, it's just sort of pervasive on, on everything. I mean this is, this is just what happens is that conservatives have like legitimate concerns about things. And leftists have just this intrinsic, like, knee-jerk reflex reaction to – even if they know it's true, even if they know conservatives are right about it, they will go, well, I know what they're describing as reality, but I will reject that reality because I believe that if I accept the reality, then I'm being tricked by them. Uh, it's so bizarre. I really cannot believe these people vote. Uh, so she goes on to quote some other people, Mary Elizabeth Williams. I can't speak for the author's intention, but the story reads like it was calculated to provoke the most uh, apoplectic reaction of the right. The women's are celebrating killing babies and men aren't welcome. I, is it the sound of Bill O'Reilly rubbing his palms in glee that I hear? This is the only concern of these women. Like they all get it. They're all like, eh, yeah, it's kind of weird, but I'm going to be in favor of it because otherwise Bill O'Reilly will be right. Okay, okay, so he's right about this. So they say that, you know, liberals are celebrating abortion. You see that they are celebrating abortion. Instead of going, oh, so Bill O'Reilly was right, you go, oh, you can hear Bill O'Reilly rumming his palms. As if we 
are happy that this stuff is happening. Like, no, we're against this stuff because we're against this stuff. If this wasn't happening, we'd be like, oh, I wish they would hold abortion parties so we could we could claim that they're this crazy. No, you just really are this crazy. You really are this horrible. You really are this disconnected with your human nature. It really is upsetting to see our fellow human beings degraded to this degree and forced in their own, you know, to take upon themselves this, like, Hatred, I mean, it's just bizarre, man. It's just so unbelievably weird. And every single one of the women that they ask, this is their major concern. It's the only thing they they feel concerned about is that this party of people holding an abortion, they're not mad that they're holding an abortion party. They're not mad that they're celebrating the death of a baby. They're mad that in doing so, they confirm the suppositions of the right. That's what they're upset about. Again, it's just... It's just horrific. This this woman, Lynn Harris, says, for the record, I'm fairly certain some members of the anti-choice movement think feminism is one big abortion party to begin with. Well, apparently it is. And they say there's a degree to which this further stigmatizes the procedure. Yes, well, it's the truth. So. Kate Harding, I can't get past the fact that so much of this article echoes anti-choice framing about liberal pro-choice women, but it's reality. It echoes anti-choice framing about liberal pro-choice women. It's because it's reality. It's because the framing of liberal women as as being hysterically pro-abortion is real and true, and we talk about it, then they're like, well, it's just conforming to their bigotry. The UN estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds, so it's not absorbable in the body. And that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue. We have the purest, cleanest, best iodine in the world from deep earth crystals more than 7,000 feet deep. X2 is an amazing product, and it has been sold out for months and months and months. It is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is. So I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier. You have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I told myself I wasn't going to do this, but we, we spent the whole show on the abortion topic. There's so much other stuff to talk about, but, you know, when abortion is the only thing everybody's talking about, and it's just such a horrific and um, illustrative thing. I mean, again, this article where they're talking about the abortion party, it really gives you insight into the cultish mindset of these people. Again, they ask, let's see, one, two, three, four women to to contribute. 
their thoughts, and every single one of them makes the same point that the reason they're they're not even against this party, but they have trepidation about these abortion parties because it just confirms what conservatives say. And again, it's just it's I'm spending so much time on this because I feel like it's kind of key to so much <laughs> to, you know, to understand the liberal mindset. We're like they're so partisan. They're so cultishly programmed in favor of their in-group and in opposition to the out-group that their reaction to learning that the conservatives are right is not to go, okay, the conservatives are right. It's to go, okay, we need to stop doing this because it's proving the conservatives right. Like it's just – it's just bizarre. It's like the – it's like the story of – some rabbi uh, at the time of Jesus, apparently there's – I don't even know where the story comes from, but like, I don't think it's in the Bible, but it may be in some Gnostic text or something. But it talks about the – they basically paid a Roman guard to say that Jesus did not ride, rise from the tomb and to claim that, that the body was stolen or something. So it's like I get it that you know, if you're you, – you, you don't think that Jesus is the real deal. But then when he does rise from the tomb, you'd think you'd go, oh, my God, he was the real deal. But instead you go, no, we're going to pay to hide this information. I'm going to try to you know, bribe people to conceal this information because it proves me wrong. It's like – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you, get the, uh, if you get the connection I'm trying to make here, but it's just like at a certain point, you're not a human being anymore. You're not a real person. You're not – Somebody who can receive, you know, see information and then take it in and actually judge it for yourself. Like you're just a cog in a machine. You're just a a cell of a larger organism, and you're just serving the purpose of that organism and not the purpose of your own soul. Like it's just again, all, all four or five of these women uh, say the same thing. "Quote: I hate that this story is only going to reinforce anti-choice and anti-feminist stereotypes." But as a pro-choice feminist, I can't condemn it as anything other than arguably tacky. Yeah, she's worried that the party was tacky. That's her big concern about this. And uh, finally, you have Amy Benfer say, I absolutely emphatically agree with all that's been said here. The piece feels like the worst-case scenario of the anti-choice propaganda. Is it because the propaganda is correct? It's because they're right, and that's the big issue here? So, you know, again, again, it's just, it's like, it's like everything, right? It's like when, when we first said that there was going to be a vaccine passport, somebody went, what? That's crazy. That's insane. No way. Nobody would ever do that. It's like, that's the correct reaction. That's your base instinct reaction. That's your gut reaction. That's the correct one to have. But then it's like, wow, we can't, we can't give in to these conspiracy theorists that think there's going to be a vaccine passport. So we're going to create a vaccine passport. It's like, so we're right. No, no, you're wrong, but but we are doing the thing that you said, but you're just wrong about it. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's the, it's the same thing over and over. But, you know, my um, little sister just had a beautiful little baby girl. And so we just went to her baby shower a couple weeks ago. And we're just imagining the, the differences between an abortion party and a baby shower. Which would you rather attend? Baby shower, it's during the day, maybe out in a garden, 
nice selection of charcuterie board, finger foods, fun little activities. You know, you get to play little games. You maybe write down professions and drop them in the hat. And so you pick it out and see, you know, guesses of what people think the baby will be when she grows up. And there's gifts being given out, little tiny dresses that's like that big. It's so tiny and cute. The little shoes that'll fit on your thumb. I mean, it's just just adorable and wholesome and beautiful. And actually, it was funny because there are so many kids in my family and in, you know, our, our friend circle. They're like during the baby shower, all the guys, you know, we went with my sister's husband and went over to a bar and we're all hanging out. And then suddenly we all start getting calls from all the moms being like, um, we need your help <laughs> because for the last hour and a half, it had just been all the moms with all of the babies and the babies were, they were winning the battle. Let's just say they were, uh, completely out of control. And so all the moms were like, yeah, we need the dads back. We need the dads back. Things are getting a little out of hand over here. <laughs> Food is flying. There's, there's chaos happening. And it's just like, can you imagine a more fun and rambunctious and bright and sunny and happy event? And it's like, just compare and contrast that balloons and flowers and candles and gifts and streamers and, you know, pretty sundresses and all this beauty to just like the depressed dark red light of an abortion party where there's a keg and there's a bunch of people in their thirties with nothing to live for who just, you know, don't own anything. Don't believe in anything. They're just like getting drunk talking about whether or not what they're doing is reflective of the evil that's projected onto them by the conservatives are we really evil i don't know just drink more just drink more and smoke more weed you won't know whether you're evil or not anymore it's just like stale beer sticky floors dark you know middle-aged women covering up their age with too much makeup it's just it just sounds pathetic and horrific and weird and it's just you know this is this is our option now. It's time to make a choice, Western man. You're going to go to the sunny uplands of the life-affirming goodness of reality, or are you going to take those creaky basement stairs into the fetid underdark of the satanic cult that currently runs the operation? I know where I'm going. I know we all have more fun. It's with all the moms and babies and families and joy, not the lonely, pathetic corporate drones that sacrifice their ability to create life for the chance to become some wage slave for an international corporation and uses slaves to make cell phones. You know, it's just like... <laughs> And, you know, I went on a big rant about this on Sunday because I'd gone into a bookstore that was just – it was a religious bookstore. It just didn't call itself that because they don't believe that they're really a religion. But the whole rant was about the moral framework that's being instituted right now and that our previous moral framework is being usurped and destroyed in favor of this new moral framework. But the old moral framework actually has arguments behind it. It actually brings about the prosperity and peace and love and strength that a moral framework is predicated on. 
Why do you adhere to a moral framework? Because it obviously provides for the best life for the most amount of people. And that's the framework of Christianity, the framework of the West, framework of morality. These people are in, are replacing that with their own moral framework, and they don't even make the argument that it's good, that it's better overall, right? They don't make the argument that this moral framework is the way to make strong, happy people who are successful, prosperous, joyous. Like they don't even make that argument. If you question their moral framework, they silence you with censorship and calling you a, a bigot. And this is their moral framework. Misgendering somebody is a heinous, possibly capital crime. Killing a baby is something to be celebrated in a party. Want to know why the world's so crappy? Because they run it. The first ten amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. SaveGCN.com. You may click follow, share, give, and pray. You may select all of those choices. I'm Vincent Finelli. The U.N. estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds, so it's not absorbable in the body. And that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue. We have the purest, cleanest, best iodine in the world from deep earth crystals more than 7,000 feet deep. X2 is an amazing product, and it has been sold out for months and months and months. It is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is, so I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier, you have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. They told us what they wanted to do. Some might even say they had to get our permission to at least tell us ahead of time even if we didn't believe them. Over four billion people have been injected with something that took just nine months to create. Ask yourself why. Back in biblical times, human sacrifice was a form of demonic worship. We're still doing it in present day by killing our unborn. It's the same demons, it's the same sacrifice, it's the same sin, it's just a different time. This is a long shot in and of itself, running 
for governor against an incumbent. Why are you doing this? If we don't call things out and we don't acknowledge them and we don't take authority and take dominion over what God's given us, then we are no better than the evil ones that put it up. We've watched as people have destroyed our history and monuments, and in their place, they have erected statues to their own gods. The new world order is here, and they told us it was coming. It's a battle far greater than what we see in the natural. It is a war between good and evil. Executive order number 10, demolish the Georgia Guidestones. CandiceTaylor.com slash executive order 10. I don't know if I've ever been more blown away by a campaign video than I was by that. We're used to seeing fairly well-produced, powerful videos of, you know, some some right-winger walking down the, the street. And, you know, it was there's sort of a style that was developed over the last two years or so. This one broke the mold. And I, I, I literally have goosebumps right now, right? The way that this woman talks, she's running for governor of Georgia, Candace Taylor. Candace Taylor for governor of Georgia. I might move to Georgia just to vote for this woman. The candidate for We the People. Incredibly powerful stuff. Gives me some hope, man. Gives me some hope that regular people really are waking up to this, really are getting involved. And if we could get people in every state like Ms. Taylor standing up and going, yeah, I'm running for governor and my executive orders day one will be to demolish the Georgia Guidestones, will be to dismantle the New World Order. She came out with nine executive orders uh, that she would implement should she become governor. This was the 10th, destroy the Georgia Guidestones. That's what we need to do. Symbolically, we need to let the New World Order know we know what you're up to and we will not let you complete it. We won't even let you talk about it. We won't let you erect monuments to our destruction you really think we're that weak i guess we are because it still stands it's still up there and uh now we're starting to see the tide shift and people stand up for this stand up against this and speak out against the new world order not a moment too soon because they are already implementing their digital id total global control structure let's go down to clip number five here's the president of the eu Announcing very proudly the EU digital ID for which all EU countries will have to be subscribed by July 1st. Let's watch. She is Ursula van der Leyen or whatever her name is. Before Easter, we promised to the Europeans that we will do everything possible so that they can gain back um, some normality when uh, planning for their uh, well-deserved summer holidays. So on Monday, the European Parliament and the European Council signed the regulation for the EU Digital COVID Certificate. It is applicable from the 1st of July on, but if you want to as a member state, you can sign up early voluntarily. And that's what Belgium did. Belgium allows, as of today, um, to uh, travel with a certificate, and they issue these certificates. And here is mine. 
So everyone who is fully vaccinated or tested negative or has recovered from COVID can get one. And uh, we have right now 15 member states that have already signed up. And from the 1st of July, all 27 member states have to apply these EU digital certificates for the COVID. I am planning now to start my tour through 27 member states for the next generation EU, our um, recovery and resilient plan. And I'm very curious to test and to see how this certificate will work. Thank you. You know, sometimes when we talk about conspiracy theories, you have to be able to draw connections between various different things that seem completely unrelated and show how actually they're working in the same direction. And sometimes it's a little stretch. You sort of have to go, okay, uh, you know, I think these things are distinct, but I can see how they could work together. I don't know if that's the plan or not, but certainly these things are all pushing in the same direction. Sometimes a little vague. Sometimes it's a, it's a little tenuous and you just have to sort of go, well, it could be, this could be a connection. It could just be a coincidence. I don't think there's anything vague about this. I don't think there's anything tenuous or uh, circumspect or, or, you know, far reaching about this connection. That at the same time, you have the EU implementing their digital COVID vaccine passport. You also have members of the EU rolling out their own social credit system. If you think these two things are not happening simultaneously on purpose, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, clearly, it is now being implemented. And this, of course, I wanted to add in with the New World Order uh, rant from uh, Ms. Taylor there because this is the ultimate goal of the New World Order, total digital surveillance and control of the world population. They're getting their foot in their door, foot in the door with the COVID vaccine passport. It will very, very rapidly become a social credit score. It will punish you for things like having babies, right? When they talk about the social credit score re- rewarding good behavior, remember this is good behavior defined by them, which includes killing babies, not owning anything, being a pathetic, dependent, drug-addled idiot. That's their – that's you being a good citizen according to them. If you want to be independent, if you want to eat meat, live for yourself, have lots of babies, drive a big car, you're a bad person and you must be punished. This is a moral framework that they're establishing. It is horrific, anti-human celebration of death, and that's the moral framework that will be reinforced brutally and without exception with the social credit score. So here's a video talking about the social credit score now being rolled out in Italy, in the city of Bologna. Italy social credit system. The Italian city of Bologna is piloting a social credit system, the first of its kind in Europe. The municipal government is introducing a smart citizen wallet, rewarding digital points for citizens who demonstrate virtuous behavior. Disturbingly, actions related to one's carbon footprint are central to what's considered rewardable virtuous behavior. Because use is still voluntary, this social credit system isn't yet as all-encompassing as the one that exists. 
exists in China. Rather than penalizing citizens for not behaving virtuously, as defined by the government, citizens will only be rewarded. The government hopes that this distinction, treating the social credit score more like a reward card, will increase the adoption among Italian citizens. While usage remains voluntary, it is definitely a slippery slope. Overall, the success and rate of acceptance of Bologna's soft social credit system could have profound consequences for the rest of Italy and maybe look back on as the moment Europe began crossing the Rubicon. Our power is our resistance. If you like this video, please subscribe to our channel for more updates and Powerful, powerful stuff from the Forum for Democracy. You know, when I think about the Italian credit score, think it's baloney. <laughs> my, so, my, my social credit score just dropped, by the way. You're not allowed to make fun of the city of Bologna. It's just horrific. It is the final nail in the coffin of freedom worldwide. They are implementing it now. They're going all out. They understand that their grip is slipping. Their control is fracturing. And they're desperate to close that cell door now before the great escape takes place we won't stop fighting we won't stop spreading this news and certainly doesn't feel good to say we told you so InfoWars has known about this for decades has provided the blueprint to break out of this people have not listened for too long now it's almost here maybe now in this final hour we can wake up fight back and free ourselves these digital chains infowarsstore.com support us now it may be your last chance to do it infowarsstore.com UN run contact tracers aren't coming they're here all over the world from Australia to the United States from Canada to Germany these tyrants are tracking everything you do everywhere you go and then coming to your house and threatening in some cases actually taking people away into the night to their facilities And they're planning in the next year to expand their shield process where they come and take, quote, healthy people away and put them in facilities for their safety. This is nothing less than martial law. And one big thing you can do to fight back is to get high-quality Faraday cages, many of which are made here in America and are very compliant, meaning U.S. government military grade at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the entire line of Silent Pocket ready to ship to you when you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Again, we have big backpacks. We have special dry bags. We've got them for cell phones. We've got them for laptops. We've got them for iPads. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So protect your privacy today and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com.